Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome back to the Manor Post pre-season review show. Joining me on this episode, we have Holly Scott, the owner of We All Follow the Palace and contributor to the Eagles Beak, a Crystal Palace fan. Holly, thank you very much for joining me. No worries. So, on last season, um, before we, we talk about the season ahead, now that the dust's all settled and obviously Roy's now retired, um, obviously you were looking very weak on players come the end of yeah. the season. Uh, how, how do you feel the season went overall? Um, well, I mean, we got the job done. Um, we started well back in September um, with some good results at the beginning, obviously, against like Southampton and United. Um, the 3-1 win against United gave everyone hope for the rest of the season. But that's about where it ended, um, I guess. Uh, we had a couple of good results here and there, but altogether, I'd say the season was just quite lacklustre and just a bit boring. Yeah, I, I describe it as a very Crystal Palace season, especially under under, under Hodgson, really. Um, just always, you're never going to get relegated. Chances are you're probably not going to challenge for, for Europe. You're just kind of that team that are just in the Premier League. Is that fair? Yeah, yeah, I'd say you're spot on there. Um, I mean, forever grateful, obviously, for what Roy's done in the four years he was at Palace, but he just kept us in the league, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a shame because I, I've gone on record and, and Jay, who we both know from the Eagles Week, um, I, I put Crystal Palace down as the, the greatest away fans in the league. Like, hands yeah. down. Every time I've been to Anfield, obviously I'm up in Scotland, so every time I've been down to Anfield, I think I've been to four Crystal Palace games in the last seven years. You know, like, it just happens to work out that way. And the, the Palace fans are incredible all the way through, and, and I've, unfortunately for me, I've seen I've seen us lose twice and draw yeah. <laughs> in games. But you know, you always get a good laugh with the fans and after it. So it is a shame for the fans to see it that way. Um, but we'll come on to the summer where it's been a very very busy summer. Um, Patrick yes. Vieira as your new manager. Uh, we'll start there. I mean, what's your thoughts on Vieira as being the choice of the successor? Um. Well, obviously, there was a period over the summer where Palace fans were like, we had no manager, we had like no prospects of signings. But Vieira's come in. I'd say I'm optimistic about his appointment. Um, I think, obviously, he's not proven in the Premier League. He's never done it before. He obviously didn't do that well in France. But I think with the signings that we've made, we could pull it out of the bag. Potentially, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's went for. I've listened to. I listened to a daily podcast, just a general football one, and he, they know more about the players than, than than I did that you've signed. But it seems like there's a lot of young players, a lot of exciting talent 
Um, so they seem to be going down the, I mean, the right way. I mean, do you know much about most of the signings or any of the signings? Have you have you seen much, or is it just reports again, a bit like myself? Yeah, um, I wouldn't. I've not really seen any of them in action um, playing, mm-hmm. but obviously they are all like young, good talents. Obviously, Olise should be back within like two weeks to training, so he should um, do quite well for us. He looks quite promising from Reading in midfield. Yeah, it's just, yeah, absolutely. And Reese Nelson's come in on loan from Arsenal as well, isn't he? Um, who was obviously a really high prospect in, in his Arsenal time. Um, I don't think we've actually got him in yet. We've got um, Conor Gallagher came from, um, obviously, Chelsea Youth from West Brom. Yep. Well, I thought you got Reese Nelson as well. Oh, my bad. Um, no, I don't know. I think he was linked with us at one point, but right. I don't think that ever came to anything. Ah, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, I've forgotten that Klein's at yourselves as well. He signed a one-year deal. Oh, wow. There you go, learning something new as I'm going along here. Um, how how has pre-season went for you? I know the season started, but we'll come on to that. But how, how has pre-season started for yourselves? How were, how were the games and how did you line up, really? Um, well, we got good results. I, said, um, I didn't manage to watch many of the pre-season, um, obviously due to that being at work and that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we got good results. Um, where we needed to so I think in terms of that and like the reaction on Twitter I think we've done alright Vieira's made a decent start I guess <laughs> that's it it's, there's, there's just that almost like a, I, I feel it's very Vieira's under the microscope really quickly is how I'm trying to put it after the, the De Boer debacle yeah um, definitely from a few years ago um, I mean we'll come on to the season um, normally I would just get a prediction from yourself but obviously you opened up against Chelsea which isn't the, the easiest fixture um, I haven't seen the game uh, at all I don't know if you managed to, to catch it obviously opened up with a 3-0 loss to Chelsea was there was there many positives to take from the game or was it just one of those opening day fixtures just come up against a better team um, yeah I did manage to watch it um, first half was um, a performance to forget um, but second half, I think we brought on Anderson and Benteke came on second half. Um, I think we played much better. But again, we were just like, you can't judge it off the Chelsea game. They're champions of Europe. They're clearly like title challengers for this season. So it just was probably the worst game to have first. Yeah, it, it wasn't, especially trying to settle on so many players. Like we, we both mentioned there, how, many, how, how low your squad was looking at the end of last season. Um, so to get a full squad together and piece them together, I think it'll be a probably a few weeks before we see the real Crystal Palace. Is that fair to say? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think you definitely can't judge Vieira and like the new players off of that game. Um, we were missing quite a few in that game actually. Like um, as a like Gallagher couldn't play, obviously. Olise's injured. Luca wasn't involved. So I think it's fair to say that you can't judge us off of that game I think Brentford uh, this weekend um, is a bit more of a game to judge him off but again it's still going to take time to produce them results and the players to get used to the new system No absolutely so on that note what's <laughs> I mean you can give me two predictions here like before and after but what's your overall prediction for the season for Crystal Palace where do you think you'll finish and, and what or what's your expectations shall we say um, well, I'll say, like, um, prediction-wise, I'll take, obviously, anywhere apart from relegation. <laughs> um, like, number one, avoid relegation. 
but I think comfortably we'll finish between 12th and 14th, but obviously if the players can adapt quicker and like get like Eze and Olise back from injury, then I mean, every fan wants us to progress to like Europe, but that's probably not optimist, like probably not accurate for the season. Yeah, it might be. It would take a very special season, I think, this season. Not so much for for Crystal Palace, really, as such. Like, I don't mean it in a negative way, but I think yeah. every team up the top in the European slots, as they say, have strengthened so much. Uh, yeah, yeah, where, definitely. Whereas Crystal Palace are building, not strengthening, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, that's on Eze. Uh, just when you mentioned him, how how long is he likely still to be out for? Is he out for the rest of this calendar year type thing? Yeah, yeah, I've seen um, like early 2022 he should be right. back. Yeah, so you hope he comes back because he, he looked a real player. Um, yeah. That season. He was just was frightening. Um, I mean, the other player to, to really talk about will be Will Saha. Has he, how, how has he been this summer? Obviously, you always get the talk of Saha leaving and, and going to a, a bigger team as such. Has there been much talk of that this summer? And um. I've not seen as much as I have every other year, yeah. to be fair. Um, but, you know, there's always that possibility. There's always the rumours that everyone's linked to him. But I don't generally think anyone's going to pay what we want for him. No, definitely not. And I, I along with a couple of others who I speak to about Zaha, I would really hope he stays at Crystal Palace for his career. Because yeah. I think he's talented. But I don't think he produces the consistency levels enough to go to like a Champions League team, as you know, as such with the money that they've all invested in. I, I would like to see Zaha really put Crystal Palace on his back and just become that player, you know, take them into Europe because I think it'll mean more to him competing in a, in a Europa League or a European Conference for Crystal Palace than it would be getting that move and being a squad player for a, a Tottenham, say. Yeah, definitely. I definitely agree with you there. I think if he went to any of like the top six, he's not getting in every week to their squad. So I think it would probably do him better to stay at us. But also, like we could achieve nothing in the next five years and he could look back and think he's almost like not taken the opportunity when he could have. Yeah. So obviously, like respect for him if he wanted to leave. Um, but I do think he should and probably will stay at Palace. Yeah, it's, it's a, as you say, it's a tough decision for him. But as you say, I think he really has to be careful where if he does decide to leave, um, where it would be because he's seen how hard it was when he went to to United. Um, I know he was young, but yeah, st- yeah, still a tricky one for him. Um, okay, on continuing on the season ahead, then um, I need three players from yourself, Holly. A player who you believe will be your player of the season. A uh, player that opposition fans to kind of keep an eye on. Like, so obviously not as a ha a player maybe a little bit unknown or a surprise package and then a fantasy football prospect. Um, well, obviously Zaha is probably a player of the year because he will turn up and get the goals when needed. So he's always, I feel, our best player. Naturally. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, a player to keep your eye on. Um, I think Benteke might do something this season. Obviously, he's yeah. been a bit MIA for the last three years. And the rest. 
he had a good first season when he came to us and then he went a bit missing for three years but last last season he got 10 goals so two in pre-season as well so hopefully he comes back and is on form but also uh Raksaki um from our under 18s I feel like he if he gets the chance in the first team he came on against Chelsea this weekend so if he can get a chance in the team I feel like he is one to look out for that's a good one. I like that. I like to see the youth being given a chance. So where does he play? Uh, midfield. Midfield. Okay. Attacking midfield. Yeah, that'll, that'll definitely worth keeping an eye on. And then a fantasy football option, then, and you're not allowed to use Zaha. Um, well, I mean, fantasy football is a bit of a sore subject, actually, after the game week one. Um, <laughs> I did your tweet about that, so I was glad this one came up. Yeah, yeah, rather not talk about it. But, um, I mean, obviously Zaha is the go-to. Like He's going to score goals, get points. But um, I would also say um, Conor Gallagher, I feel like he could be a threat going forwards and yep. get them assists and maybe a couple of goals for himself. Yeah. Right, so on fantasy football then, what what was so bad about game week one? I have to bring this up, I'm sorry. Um, I just, I don't know, I favoured Kane and obviously I know he was like injured and he's like trying to go to City. So I went for him, obviously spent 12 million, didn't really pay off. Um, didn't didn't put Bruno or Salah in my team, so oh, not even one of them. No, I feel like that's where I went wrong. I went for like Sterling and Grealish, which clearly didn't do anything well today. So <laughs> yeah, um, I think somebody needs to make some transfers for game week two. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think points will be spent to improve. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a rough rough game week. I've seen that. I've seen so many people triple captain in game week one, which is just still madness to me. Yeah, yeah, you always get that that person who like that underdog that scores points like Canos and Brentford. Like you always get them one people who pull out the bag, but I don't think that will ever be me. Yeah, no, me me neither. Um Right, well that, that brings us to the end of that then, Holly. Um I hope that was um pain free for you. Um if you'd just like to let everybody know where they can find you and any podcast or that that you're working on, just advertise away. Uh, yeah, so uh, my Twitter is hollylouis67, and um, that's kind of where I do, um, like, just tweet out. Um, I've got my own blog, We All Follow the Palace, which is in my Twitter bio, but it's not that active. Um, I also write for the Eagles Beak, so you can probably find more of my articles there. Yeah, Eagles Beak's worth checking out again. That's where I, I met Jay and... I love keeping an eye on that. So, yeah, I can't encourage people enough to, to give Holly and give the Eagles Week a follow for Royal Crystal. No, not at all. Thank you very much for joining me. As I say, very, very last minute. So, I'm glad you could jump on. No worries. Yeah, thank you. And you can find us at Man in the Post on all your social media platforms. Um, as for the podcast, wherever you can find a podcast, just search Man in the Post, you will find us there. Please rate, review, subscribe, all those good things. Um, Chris and the gang will be back on every Thursday with the week extra time show. Uh, myself, Dave and Simon will be back in New Year's every Monday morning with the weekend review now that the league is back. Again, Holly, thank you very much for joining me. No, thank you. Thank you at home for listening, and always remember, keep your man in the post.